Hello and welcome to Yes, You Are Brave. This is a podcast where we are going to set off on a journey together to find and build our brave, where we explore all the ways that you have been brave and all the ways that you can be brave again. Because even though we may have forgotten or we may have fallen out of practice, we're all brave. And I'm on a mission to prove it and help you believe that yes, you are brave. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Yes, You Are Brave. I'm Pani, I'm your host. Thank you for being here. Let's let's jump right in and let's talk brave. So today I want to talk about being brave enough to call your fears by name. And this sounds a little strange and hopefully it'll make sense. Bear with me. It's it's gonna it's gonna take a little bit of, to get there. So last week I was in Sunday school and I, I try not to be super religious on the podcast, but there there is a point and it's it's a point that just bear with me. We'll get there. So we were talking about the story in the Bible where Jesus is tempted. He goes into the, the desert for 40 days and then he comes back and he's tempted from of the devil. And the devil is trying to get him to do all these things, um, tempting him with different things like bread and power and something else. Anyway, there's three things. And so we're, we're talking about this story and, you know, of course, Jesus quotes the scriptures back to him and all these things because the devil's trying to use the scriptures against him. And he quotes the scriptures back to him, all these things. And at the very, at the end of this whole exchange, um, Jesus says, he says, get thee hence, Satan, right? He calls him by name and he, he tells him to leave. And so somebody we in, in the discussion that we were having in Sunday school, they talked, they, they brought that point up. They said, you know, it's interesting how he doesn't, he doesn't beat around the bush. He doesn't be, he's not like, he calls him, calls him out. He calls him what he is. He gives him a name. He calls him out and he tells him to leave. And that really like struck me that day. And I've been thinking about it ever since of how we need to start calling things what they are. Um, I know that sometimes in society, we, we tend to, at least in the American society, we tend to try to be polite in a way that like is not really helpful. Um, makes me think of um, one time I was visiting my sister when I was in high school and um, she had this lady who went to church with her who was from Germany, I think. And she's like, I don't understand. Sometimes Americans are so polite that it's like, but they don't tell you what you need to know. She says like one time I went up to, she was speaking in church and she said she walked up there and she gave the whole thing and then she sat down. She's like, later I realized that my my slip was hanging down past my skirt. And she's like, and nobody stopped me to tell me because they didn't want me to be embarrassed. And I think we do that sometimes. We have this idea of like, oh, I don't want to tell you that there's something, you know, wrong or whatever because I don't want you to be embarrassed. But then what you do is you let them go the whole day with that problem. Um, It's like letting somebody walk out of the bathroom with toilet paper stuck to their foot and they go, you know what I mean? How is it more embarrassing for them to walk around all day with toilet paper on their foot or is it, or you to just stop them and on your way out of the bathroom and say, wait, you've got this problem. Let's fix it real quick. Anyway, so I wanted to talk a little bit about calling out our fears and giving them a name, but also not getting caught up in the name or in the problem. And that's a little bit strange. And I know that that is something that is a struggle for all of us. I think one of the fears that we have, at least that I have had in the past of giving my fears or giving my problem a name is because 
sometimes we tend to go a little extreme and instead of just giving it a name calling it what it is we give it a name and then we become that identity and i think that's the fear of we don't want to be labeled right nobody wants to be labeled nobody wants something somebody or somebody else to decide that this is what you are right this is your this is who you are right we don't want our problems to become our identity and i think that that happens sometimes and stuff we say oh that person's not not we don't say oh they have depression we say oh they're depressed they're a depressed person. No, they're just a person who suffers from depression. And so I think if we can change the way that we think about things like this and the way that we look at it and we, we're brave enough to, to start calling things out in a way that is actually helpful. One of the other things I thought about is when we have problems, when we have struggles, I realize that, and I do this a lot, I realize that we don't actually name them. A lot of times we don't. We say, oh, well, uh, it's it's hard or it's rough or I'm struggling. That is the extent of what we say. We don't actually get down to the root of what am I struggling with. And so because we have very general problems and generic problems, we have very generic solutions. And I think sometimes we're even a, we're even annoyed or upset with people when they give us generic solutions. They give us general solutions that don't really fit our situation. But how are they supposed to give us more specific solutions when we have given them a super general problem? And so if we are able to call out our fears and our struggles very specifically for what they are, then we are able to find more specific problems couple of examples that I thought of like when you take the dog especially like an animal to the vet you say you can't just go in and say to the vet like oh my dog is sick they're acting weird okay so the what the vet looks them over does a few little things but the vet's not with your dog all the time they don't know what's normal they don't know what's not they can't really do a whole lot for your pet unless they have some specifics unless you go in there you say hey she keeps shaking her head and she keeps scratching this ear it looks all red and inflamed i think there's an infection in there you know something very specific then the then the vet looks in the ear and realizes yeah it's infected they give you something for it they're able to treat a specific problem because they knew what it was we cannot treat things if we don't know what they are and another thing that comes to mind so when I was my last year of high school my sister gave me this little car that she had had um had like tons and tons of miles on it it was basically a tin can but it was wonderful anyway so I I drove it for a, a long time and I came home from college one time and it had started making a funny noise now here's the other thing about this car when I said it was a tin can it was a manual. It didn't have any bells and whistles. It was just to get you from one place to another, got fantastic gas mileage, but didn't do a whole lot else. And it made lots of funny noises. Like it made noise. It was not a quiet car. And I told my dad, I said, my car is making this funny noise. It just started not too long ago. And he's like, okay, well, and my dad didn't do a whole lot with cars. He didn't fix cars um, beyond like he made sure that we could all change a tire and jump a, uh, a battery and things like that. But he didn't himself do lots of fixing. Um, he's like, okay, well, we'll get up tomorrow and we'll take it down to, um, to Jody, who's the mechanic in town. 
And so he got up with me the next morning and we went and he made me talk to the mechanic and tell him which noise was the weird one. And it was like, <laughs> because again, they're not in my car all the time. They don't know that like the muffler is just loud or whatever. So we actually like, I think we even got in the car and drove around the block and the mechanic, um, I was like, he's like, is it that noise? And I was like, no, not that one or that one. It's this one right here. And he listened to it and he's like, okay. So then they were able to go back and say, okay, this is the noise that's not right. This is the noise that's not there all the time. And they were able to, um, in a day or so, give me back my car. The noise was gone. It ran better. It was great. But we had to call out that specific problem, right? And I understand the fear of calling out problems and calling things what they are. But I've also come to learn that when we're not brave enough to actually say what we mean, then we are so much more likely to be misunderstood. We're upset a lot because we get misunderstood, but how clearly are we actually communicating what we need and what we want? And I think the same thing, I I did an episode a while back on how your words have power. So if you are going to look for solutions to your problems, that's wonderful. But the first thing you got to do is figure out what the problems actually are, right? And like I said, sometimes we don't want to name it. We don't want to give it a name because we don't want to get trapped under that label, okay? But when we refuse to give it a name, we are already trapped. We're just under a more generic, more general label, and it doesn't really have any useful information on it, right? So my challenge for you this week is to take a look at some things and maybe you need to be a, and, and to look at some things in your life that you are struggling with or your problems or even your fears. And I want you to see how specific you can get on what is actually going on and, and dig a little deeper. Keep asking, go another layer deeper. Keep asking a question until you get to the root of the problem. Okay, and I realize that it's scary. You don't have to be that label, though. That's the other thing I want to say is just because you give it a name doesn't mean you are now attached to that. That's that's the label for you for the rest of your life. Doesn't have to be your life. Doesn't have to be your identity. It just can be something that is a problem. And I realize how scary that is to say, you know what? I have this. You know, and I I get that that's scary and that's hard and we don't want to admit that we have problems. But not admitting that we have problems doesn't make the problems any smaller. It doesn't make them go away. It just makes them, just makes them sit in the corner by themselves and get bigger and bigger. Well, we're not watching because they are going to grow or shrink whether or not we give them attention. Okay, so I understand it's scary and it's hard. But you can do this. You can say, this is my problem. Now, how do I find a solution to that problem? Because if I'm looking for general things, I will find general solutions and not really things. Well, they might help a little bit, but they're not going to get to the root of your problem. In the spirit of being brave and, and being open as well, there are lots of things that I've struggled. I've struggled with this in my life a lot. And I'm one of those people who'd be like, oh, well, I'm on the struggle bus. Well, which struggle bus? Well, particular, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's lots of struggle buses and they go all different places. But for me, like, I never wanted to admit that I had a problem with depression. I never did. But it came to a point in my life where I had to realize that I was so depressed 
so depressed. And I was trying so hard to do the whole fake it till you make it thing, right? I was like, no, I'm just going to do everything. I'm just going to pretend it'll get better. It'll be fine. And you know what? It didn't. Didn't get better. I thought I'm just going to, I'm going to like it here because I had moved and I was determined to like it there. And um, it was probably about six months, seven months that I was there and I was doing all of the things that I thought were going to make me happy. Um, And I was just pretending that this problem wasn't there. Didn't go away. It just got worse. And this 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 hole of depression that I was in at the time just got bigger and bigger and deeper and deeper. And finally, the one thing that actually started me to being able to get out of that hole was I I took a a break and I, I went to visit somebody in a different place. And they said, how do you like it down there? And honestly, I was just, and I, my instinct was to be like, oh, it's good. But I was like, honestly, I hate it. It's like, I absolutely hate it. It's, it's this and it's that. It's terrible. I can't, you know, I was having, struggling to make friends. I was struggling with the heat. I was struggling with this and that. And I just said that. I was like, I hate it. And I said, I'm not happy there at all. Um, I still feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm supposed to be there for a little while, but I don't like it. And I'll tell you, it was like somebody flipped a switch. Because all of a sudden, I wasn't pretending that there wasn't a problem anymore. By just naming that problem of, I hate it here. There are so many things that I just do not like here. I was able to then, one, I was able to stop pretending. And when you can stop pretending that the problem isn't there, then it actually just, it's like this huge weight lifts off your shoulders and you can actually start addressing the problem. And so it was, I was able to, I really started enjoying myself after that. Now, I also did set a time frame. I was like, okay, I'm going to give it till this time and then I'm going to leave because I don't want to be here anymore. And then I was able to really enjoy that last six months I was there. I really enjoyed it. It was really fun. Generally speaking, the circumstances didn't change. But by admitting that there was a problem and giving it a name, I was depressed because I hated where I was. I hated the situation. I didn't like where I was living. I didn't like the city. I didn't like the feel. I didn't like the the um, environment. And by environment, I mean like I didn't like that it was in the middle of the desert and it was so blessed hot all the dang time. Um, I didn't like any of those things. And so admitting those helped me free up my my mind to actually move on to other solutions instead of just holding on for dear life, hoping things were going to get better. That's the problem I think sometimes we have is we think, we tell people this generic, oh, just hold on, things will get better. Hold on to what? What are we holding on to? At some point, we've got to do something else besides just white knuckle, hold on to something that we're not even sure is there. We need to give things a name so that we can then start to find solutions and move past them. And if it's your fears, let's fine, let's name your fears so that you can work through them or work around them. There's nothing wrong with being afraid. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being afraid. But the more you are able to be specific about your fears, even if it's just with yourself and you be honest with yourself, the more you have the tools that you need to then start moving past them, to moving, working through those fears and working past them and working around them. So 
that is what I have for you this week is to name your fears. Maybe you're afraid of failure. A lot of us are afraid of failure. Maybe you're actually afraid of success. To be perfectly honest, I find that one of my biggest fears is that I am a little bit of, that I'm afraid of success. Okay, I have this weird fear of being seen and it's, it's hard to like, oh yeah, no, I know I can do it. That's not the problem. The problem is I'm afraid I will do it and it'll be awesome. And then, then I'll be successful and then what? Um, so there are fears and your fears are valid. And it's okay to have your fears. It is not okay, however, to let your fears control your life. That's not okay. But if you give your fear a name, you give your problem a name, a specific name, then you are able to find a specific solution to that problem and a specific way to work around that fear. Or maybe even sometimes even with just your fears, just giving it a name is is so, so helpful. Seeing what it is, actually looking actually helps you. So my nieces were watching um, Daniel Tiger <laughs> yesterday. It's, if you are not familiar with, it's a little kid's animated show. It's basically based on um, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. and But Daniel is this little tiger. And anyway, and so there's all these like lessons about feelings and all kinds of things. And the episode they were watching yesterday, they're out in a tent camping in the backyard. Um, Daniel Tiger and his little, I think it was his owl friend. Anyway, and his dad, their dad is out there with him. And this thing is coming, something's coming and, and they're all scared and they're, but the, the, the little song that goes with it was like, see, look and see what it is. It might not be that scary or something to that effect. And so they go out with a flashlight and they look and they realize it's his mom coming out to say goodnight. So like looking at things instead of just letting them sit in the dark um, turning on the light and seeing what actually is going on can be so, so helpful. So that is my my challenge for you this week because you are worth it. You're amazing. You deserve to be able to find specific problems to your specific solutions. You deserve to find specific solutions to your specific problems, but you cannot find them if you don't actually name them. Same with your fears. You can confront them. You can work through them. You can overcome them, but not if you don't acknowledge that, 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 that they are there. Okay. So this week, I want you to be brave enough to call out your fears by name and then start looking for those specific solutions that come from that and find the freedom of calling things out by name. Okay. You are wonderful. You are amazing. And you are totally worth every, any and every effort that it takes for you to find peace of mind and a brave brave lifestyle that you are looking for. I promise you are worth it. You are worth it so much. I hope you can remember that if nothing else, that you are worth it and you matter. And you are brave enough to call it your fears by name because yes, you are brave. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed what you've heard today, please leave a review down below and share this with anyone that you feel like could use a little more brave in their life. And if you'd like to follow more of my journey to be brave, you can follow me on social media and link down below. Have a fantastic day and don't forget to be brave.